welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the other identity. I am your host and hero, the great Landis, and along with me, as always, Ben Morris, a.k.a. Professor Awesome. Ben. Ding, ding, ding. Clash is in session. No, don't say that. That's, that's, the, wor- that's the worst catchphrase. Uh, let's let the people judge it. But you sound like you come from Golden Age with a catchphrase like that. Well, you know, I'm a very Golden Age kind of guy, Robbie. I'm a Golden Age man living in a world I never made. I'm basically the Captain America of this podcast. I have staunch values. I don't know that we can go that I have staunch values, and I'm just trying to... Yeah, man. He's a a guy out of time, and I feel like I would have really done well in the 1940s. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have had TV. I wouldn't have had podcasts. I wouldn't have had uh, <laughs> streaming services. That would have been a nightmare. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have uh, what should be a great show here today. Uh, you actually did the majority of the programming here for this show. I just did a lot of preparation for it. Uh, so today we're actually going to be talking all about Flash. We're calling this Flash 101, um, of which, I mean, I'm a big Flash fan from like the CW type stuff, but I haven't read a whole lot of his stuff until recently. You gave me a bunch of stuff to go through. So uh, that's what everyone has to look forward to today. It's nothing but Flash, Flash, Flash. And what we're going to start with, actually, is uh, with the most recent issue of uh, Flash, uh, number 750, uh, which was basically sort of a big collection of like different stories and whatnot. But it's still uh, like main continuity type stuff, right? Yeah, it was a it was kind of a celebration of uh, years and years of Flash. I believe it's the Flash's uh, 80th anniversary uh, of the original wow. Flash appearance. So we've got a big tome in the same way they did Action Comics 1000, Detective Comics 1000, Flash 750. Uh, you can get a bunch of different variant covers from the different decades. I of course went for the 90s variant cover by Francesco Mattina. But yeah, there's some stories in here by the current. Flash team of uh, Joshua Williamson, who's the writer, as well as artists Rafa Sandoval and Steven Segovia kind of setting up current Flash stuff. And there's there's some other stuff tying into what's going on currently, but there's also some classic stories from creators like Jeff Johns, Francis Manipool, and Marv Wolfman. So it's kind of a it's kind of a smorgasbord of Flash. And of course, Flash is my favorite character of all time, so I was really excited about this and and of course, I sold you on. Let's do an all Flash episode. Yeah, no, uh, I I think this stuff like this is really really cool. Actually, when you sort of have obviously you know whatever you're you know the the fans who have been following the series you know are expecting out of the normal issue, but then having all of these sort of little sort of vignettes or different stories coming afterwards, I always think is something really cool. It reminds me of actually one of my favorite DC movies, uh, which uh, the the Batman one. I forget exactly what it was called, but it was all done anime sort of style, and it was of three kids talking about their experiences having seen Batman. You know the one that I'm talking about? I know exactly the one you're talking about. That's yes. one of my that's one of my favorites too. Just uh, kind of paying tribute to different eras because these characters have such long storied backgrounds that I think it's kind of cool for someone who maybe grew up with the Rebirth era Flash or the New 52 Flash to get the next chapter of the story they've been reading but also get to appreciate you know something like you know Jeff Johns's Wally West which features prominently in here and that was kind of the Flash that got me back into comics or even something reaching further back like a Marv Wolfman um, so it's, it's, it's a neat treat for all the fans so what was your favorite sort of story out of this collection then in Flash 750 I was actually surprised by how much I like the current stuff because uh, I have not read Flash regularly for some time. And I was actually very intrigued by the opening story of this issue, which, like I said, is by Josh Williamson, Rafa Sandoval and Steven Segovia. It's part one of a story called Flash Age. And I got to say, I was I was inspired that I'll probably be picking it up. But 
As far as nostalgia, as I just mentioned, the story Beer Run, which great title. Oh uh, yes, that was going to be mine. Yeah, well we can we can talk about it. It's 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 by Jeff Johns and Scott Collins, who were the Flash creative team in the early 2000s uh, when Wally West was the Flash. It's one of my favorite creative teams of all time. It's a cool little story about Captain Cold, who was kind of, aside from Wally, the focal point of a lot of that Flash run. And it's just, it's set in that continuity. It's a nice snapshot of why the Johns Collins team and Wally and Captain Cold and this whole world they created where Keystone City was a character uh, and every member of the supporting cast got to get featured. So sentimentally, I got to say that was probably my favorite part of the issue. Yeah, no, I, I thought that it was really great to show just like from the other side, like, you know, from, from from a different perspective, because, you know, at the end, you have Wally West basically saying, oh, you know, curse that Captain Cold. He's just doing this to to spite me, you know, the day before Flash Day. And it was literally just, you know, uh, a Captain Cold going out to grab some beers during intermission for this hockey game that, that he was watching and... and I don't know. It, it was simple, but uh, something like that was so so powerful to me, and it always helps too that that my favorite uh, uh, since I was first sort of introduced to Captain Cold through the CW show Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold, who just is as hammy as you can possibly be with a comic book character. I always hear his voice in my head when I'm reading Captain Cold, and I felt like that really elevated that story. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely the one that that really stood out to me. I really like the the art style that they did for. Um, the the short one with the mirror master where flash was uh you know fighting him in uh in the house of mirrors that was a really really distinct and really interesting art style yeah that was riley rosmo was the artist there and uh, marv wolfman was the writer and i agree it was very visually arresting and kind of showed like the cool stuff you can do not just with flash but with his rogues because he has such weird villains to fight whether it's a guy with a cold gun a guy with a you know goes through mirrors that sometimes they can be a little cheesy i think Jeff Johns always did a great job of kind of going back to the beer run story of making them very three-dimensional. But I think the other thing that really works is when you have a Riley Rosmo uh, kind of experimenting and not just doing a straight story of a hero fighting a villain, but really using a lot of cool visual tricks to make somebody like Mirror Master, like this is why he's interesting. And to me, the beauty of Flash is just he's he's this expansive character in the sense that his villains are part of his world, his friends are part of his world, his powers are cool, and there's a lot of different stuff to do. And I think, uh, to your point, that Mirror Master story, as well as the Beer Run story, was a real good demonstration of why I dig The Flash. Yes, but I don't know that I would say that any of those were a good place to start. But coming up next here, we're going to give you the Flash Essentials, all coming courtesy of Ben, but I checked a few of them out, and we'll give you our thoughts on those coming up next here on The Other Identity. Hey, what's up? It's James. And Robbie. Hey, and it's Weird Beard. And we're bringing you a brand new radio show called Checkpoint XP. You don't have to be an expert, even though I am. And we're here to give you everything you need to know about the world of video games. Interviews from the biggest professionals and your everyday gamers. We've got you covered at Checkpoint XP. Whether you're a professional player or somebody who hasn't played in a while, we have something for everybody. Hang out with us at Checkpoint XP every single week on your radio. Find out where we're playing in your hometown at our website, CheckpointXP.com. So if you're looking to have some fun and talk about video games, we got the rundowns for things that matter to you. Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. Got it that time. Yes. (laughs) Nailed it.
Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening to The Other Identity. Remember that we want to hear what you have to say. Anything you hear, whether you agree with it or if you disagree with it, let us know. You can find us at Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter. You can also find us individually at Robbie underscore Landis CP and Ben J. Morris on Twitter. Come and say hi. Let us know what you think of uh, everything that we say. And uh, today we're talking all about Flash. Flash 101. Now we're going to get into some some of what the essentials are here. Now, uh, Ben, obviously being the longtime Flash fan, you know, I've read a, I've, I've read a few things here and there. Uh, I think Rebirth, I kind of started the beginning of that, and uh, most of my Flash knowledge though comes from the CW show. So you actually gave me a list of what you consider to be the Flash essentials. Why don't you start to walk us through that? And I got I got through about half of them, so I'll give my opinions on what I thought as we run this list down. Right. So real quick, I gave Robbie a nice little homework assignment for this week. Uh, it was to check out... <laughs> That's your power as Professor Awesome, homework. That is my power. My superpower is the ability to give homework. Wow. What a what a home run. I can't wait till they make a movie <laughs> of me. Um, yeah, I gave a bunch of different stuff I loved. Like I said, I've been reading The Flash since I was a kid. I've followed through a bunch of different eras. Uh, I threw in some older stuff from the Silver Age, just kind of as a point of reference. Uh, the first appearance of Barry Allen in Showcase Number 4. Oh, Barry Allen's- terrible. So I'm sorry, so bad. He he literally went up like the f- fastest man alive versus the slowest man alive, the Turtle Man. I was not able to make it all the way through that issue. I think I got through the Turtle Man section of it, and then he was going up against like the tornado or something. Some dude throwing smoke rings at him, and I'm like, I I can't, I can't. I don't blame you. I am not a fan of Silver Age DC Comics. I think they are just goofy and hard to swallow. Uh, With Flash, the things that work about the Silver Age are cool costume, cool powers. That's about it. But moving forward, I had you check out Crisis on Infinite number eight, which is actually the death of Barry Allen. Actually, today, I I fully finished Crisis because I didn't just want to go. Having already been through a third of it, I didn't just want to go and, you know, read uh, uh, number eight, you know, the death of Barry Allen, and then that just be it. So I'm like, I'm just going to finish all of it. And that actually kind of stopped me from finishing everything on this list because Christ on Infinite Earth is very, very, very long. But I yeah. do have to say all of the the issues <laughs> that I have with Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Barry's arc in there is probably, honestly, one of the best arcs in that entire collection next to maybe uh, Kara's arc, uh, 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 Supergirl. Yeah, I mean, my big issue, not to get too far up on my soapbox, uh, when they brought Barry <laughs> Allen back was, and, and again, I grew up with the Wally West Flash. He was always my favorite Flash, and we'll get into him in a second. My problem with them bringing back Barry Allen, and some good stories have been done with him since. Obviously, the TV show's great, and uh, the current comics are great, but he just had such a good conclusion to his story like it doesn't get any better than sacrificing your life to save the entire multiverse and that that issue is so well written and i know you had issues with some of the art in crisis on infinite earth but to me that sequence where he runs literally to the point where he just disintegrates is Mm -hmm. so powerful um and i always was of the opinion that no story that you can do with barry allen is worth erasing this incredible sacrifice so I love that issue. I'm glad you dug it. Um, and the thing I loved coming out of Crisis is that Wally West, who was Kid Flash before then, and I know you had an issue with his origin, which we'll get into, but <laughs> I love that he's so unique in that he is the only, or was at the time, the only sidekick who gets to actually graduate and take the role of his mentor. And that, to me, 
always made Wally such an interesting character. I know I recommended you some Mark Wade written Wally West stuff next, so let's hear what you had to say about that. Well, first of all, I, I do think that that's, that's a very, very good point. Uh, how they were able to pass the mantle on to you know, someone else. You know, I, I feel like they do a lot of that in comics uh, uh, nowadays. Um, you know, and it doesn't always stick. And, and you're right. Thinking about it, the, the the Barry to Wally West Flash is probably the best example between DC and Marvel that I can think of of, the, of them doing that. So I get your apprehension and in in not wanting them to bring uh, Barry back. Um, and, and we'll get to that in a minute, too, because I did get it almost all the way through the return of Barry Allen. But yes, let's talk about the origin of Wally West here. And I get it. You know, the Silver Age maybe wasn't the most... Um, the most creative, you know, there, there, there was a lot of hokiness and cheesiness, but uh, it, it, it did cause me to, to literally stop in my place and go and find Joe to complain to him because it was literally like, hey, Flash, how'd you get your powers? While well, I was standing in front of a chemical uh, tray or, or shelf just like you were, and a one in a billion lightning bolt came through and smashed into it, electrifying it all over my, oh my god, that same thing just happened to you. Well, I guess it's a two in a billion chance now, like, come on. Come on. No, I'm not going to argue with you. It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's a Silver Age origin. Silver Age Flash is no good. The only thing I'll say is, for this story, Born to Run, uh, the, the origin of Wally West, which took place in 1992's Flash 62 through 65, one of my favorite stories, I appreciate the fact that Mark Wade, who's a Silver Age fan, didn't change the origin. He just kind of said, you know what? We got we to gotta address the elephant in the room, put the origin out there, and then we move into a nice story of... Wally kind of growing into his shoes as well, a hero. Well, and, and, and the yeah. rest of the story I thought was fantastic. You know, the idea that whatever it was that gave Barry his power affects Wally differently because, you know, he's younger and in, in, in the chemistry between, you know, a 10-year-old and a grown man is different. And, you know, Wally having to go through his own sort of trials and tribulations, you know, the ending sort of arc with his dad in the storm. I thought the whole thing was magnificently done. It was a great, great story, almost start to finish. Yeah, it's 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 formative stuff. And again, Mark Wade writing Wally West to me is about as good as it gets on the Flash. Um, interestingly enough, Mark Wade wrote a lot of great retro Barry Allen stories too. When, one of which we're about to talk about, um, we'll talk about the uh, the return of Barry Allen. But real quick before we get to that, Robbie, I also just wanted to mention uh, there are two retro stories by Mark Wade and Barry Kitson that I'd recommend featuring Barry, and that is both JLA Year One. And then also The Brave and the Bold, which is a team-up series with Barry Allen and Hal Jordan. I think uh, if anyone's looking for further reading, those are both really good. Hal Jordan, the best of the Green Lanterns. The worst Green Lantern, but his best writing comes when Mark (laughs) Wade has him under control. So you started The Return of Barry Allen, which uh, is from Flash 74 through 79 Mm -hmm. in 1993. Uh, What did you think of the beginning? And then we'll uh, we'll give a couple quick hits that people can follow up on. Yeah, so um, I, I was actually trying to finish this up before the uh, the show today, but got caught up in some other uh, uh, stuff here at work, some other responsibilities. So I think I got about halfway through issue 78, so nearly, nearly finished it. And um, honestly, overall, I, I, I think that's really good. I love, you know, the... It gives you a wide range of exactly how it is that Wally West looked up to and, you know, envisioned Barry Allen as the Flash. And, you know, I think the only thing about it that, that's really sort of, sort of bothering me right now, and this probably comes in the conclusion, is why the change in Barry, right? Because he's very obviously not Barry once you get to where the, you know, the big plot twist of it is. And I'm really looking forward to finishing it and, and seeing how Wally sort of 
completes this arc because I, I love the moment between him and Jay Garrick where, you know, he's going, you know, he tells him, why do you think you're not as fast as as the Flash was? You know, you put on this costume to remember him and honor his legacy, but you didn't want to replace him. And the moment you become faster than him, you will have done just that. It was actually the last panel that I read before I had to step away from it. Uh, but overall, you know, you, you actually have on here, you know, the Return of Barry Allen, also a really good Wally West story. I think that it's more of a Wally West story than it is Barry Allen, but I'm really looking forward to uh, to finishing that. Certainly, and definitely wrap that up because I want to hear your uh, your thoughts on the conclusion. Real quick, a couple other stories for you guys to check out from another one from Mark Wade, The Life Story of the Flash, which is the full story of Barry's life, but it's from the 90s, so it's better than the crappy stuff from the 50s. <laughs> and then jumping a little forward, I talked about that Jeff John Scott Collins creative team, uh, Flash number 197 through 200 from 2003, Blitz is my favorite Wally West story by that team. And then obviously also there's some great Barry Allen stuff uh, from the Rebirth era, from Francis Manipool, uh, lots of great stuff. Flashpoint, which we talked about last week. And then the TV show is awesome. Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon, has a great take on the Flash. There's a lot of good Flash stuff out there. There is, especially since, you know, the CW, obviously, you know, uh, uh, bringing Barry Allen to the uh, small screen with Grant Gustin. Uh, We're actually going to talk a little bit about that on the other side here as we also discuss what we'd like to see out of a Flash movie. We'll be right back, guys, so stay with us. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team. Or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships. And we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back, and thanks for downloading The Other Identity, guys. If you haven't, make sure that you are visiting, on a daily basis, CheckpointXP.com. That is, of course, where you can find The Other Identity. Uh, You can also find a breadth of other content there as well, including Checkpoint AFK and Checkpoint XP, the national radio show, talking about all sorts of video game and esports content. Uh, Again, over at CheckpointXP.com. So I think probably... Most recently, the biggest infusion of sort of flash culture into the greatest or, or the the greater mainstream consciousness is uh, Grant Gustin's The Flash on the CW. Um, so I definitely wanted to take a moment to talk here about that because that's where I think I've gotten most of my knowledge from and most of my uh, sort of desire to look more into him. And one of the things that you first said to me really early on is that uh, Grant Gustin isn't actually playing Barry Allen. He's playing Wally West. You want to explain that a little bit to me? Because Wally West West exists in the show, and I'm sorry, maybe it got better in most recent seasons, but I cannot stand Wally in the show. So the Wally they have on the show, and like you, I'm a big fan of the CW Flash and a huge fan of Grant Gustin. Um, The best way I can put it is that the Wally West on the Flash TV show is not the Wally West from the comics. He is a completely original creation. I'm not the biggest fan of him. Uh, I think the actor does the best job he can. Kenyon Longsdale, I believe, is his name. But just just not what I was looking for. When I say that Grant Gustin's Flash is 
closer to Wally than Barry. I've backed off on that a little bit. I think, you know, I was I was younger. I was a few <laughs> months younger when I made such a bold claim. I do think Grant Gustin's Flash embodies the best of both Barry and Wally. And by that, I mean, he has kind of the everyman qualities that they both share. But I also think he's Wally in the sense that he's a younger version of the character. The Barry that I know from the comics oh, that's has always fair. been this, okay. he's always been this kind of, you know, this, this older, he's got his life together, uh, he's, he's, he's very mature, married. Um, that was always the Barry Allen I knew. And Wally was the guy I see from Grant Gustin, kind of that everybody's friend, you know, just really, an, like I said, an everyman character. So that's that's what I meant when I said he's playing Wally. Just that the sense that I think a lot of his personality and character comes from the Wally runs by Jeff Johns and Mark Wade. Um, that said, I think the take he's doing on Barry Allen incorporates a lot of good Barry stuff, whether it's the romance with Iris, whether mm-hmm. it's the interest in science, uh, whether it's just the fact that, and I love this too about The Flash, is that to me, the Flash is like the most popular guy on the Justice League because he's not the main hero. He's not Superman, but he's also well, he, he's, not. He's the heart of the team. He's right? the heart of the team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's something that I've always really got, especially out of Grant Gustin's Flash. And this is the reason that I kind of fell out of the TV show when they started to embrace a little bit more of like the sort of dark, you know, depressed emo side of him where it started yeah. to become more like Arrow is when the Flash isn't the one who's trying to be positive and trying to, you know, help, like, like prop everybody else up, I feel like he's not really being the Flash. And to me, that's one of the things that draws me to him the most is that he is just this ever-present beacon of light, and, you know, he's never willing to give up. And, uh, you know, I, I got really excited when they said that they were returning to that Barry Allen in, I think it was season four, where they brought him back out of the Speed Force. And I was all in on it. And you want to know what broke me on that? Like, 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 what was the final straw? Because when he came out of the Speed Force, they had, like, this really cool sort of, like, you know, he doesn't remember a whole lot. He's kind of, you know, a little bit crazed thing going on. And then Iris needed help, and suddenly, like, the power of love just flipped a switch in him, and everything was okay. And I was just like, you had a lot of real interesting stuff there, and you just decided to solve it with the power of love. And I was out after that. Haven't been back since, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame because I, I last season was a little rough. This season's been a little bit better. I think that show goes through its ups and downs. Um, it certainly does. I, I, I am a true supporter of the power of love, um, so I will not be opposed to that. I, it doesn't surprise me that you're not um, being the, <laughs> oh, okay. the, the cold yeah. monster that you are. Oh, your poor girlfriend. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I enjoy. I enjoy. I, you know what else is, Robbie? You need to read more. Wally West Flash, because at the center of at the center of Flash, whether you're talking Wally and Linda or whether you're talking Barry and Iris, uh, it's Linda. One of the- by the way, in Born to Run, holy crap, is she hot? Like, dang, <laughs> dang, wow. Going past that, I just think that the uh, the great relationships between Barry and Iris or Wally and Linda. Uh, that's that's essential to the flash it's not just the story of this guy who runs really fast it's this guy who is doing this doing the heroics for a reason more than just he got powers he uh he has someone who believes in him and i think there's something to that uh but i will agree with you i don't think they handled it as well on the show with uh, the particular incident that you are referencing yeah 
So uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about here before we wrap up then is there has been a Flash movie on the horizon now for what seems like forever. And I feel like every other headline I see is that Ezra Miller is still involved with it. He isn't involved with it. Uh, obviously, he just appeared you know, in a brief moment on uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths that they did on CW. Um, what would you like to see out of a Flash movie? Because I think at this point, one of the issues that they run into is something that actually Marvel is going to have to figure out with the X-Men here is a lot of their best storylines have already been done on the show. And that's not to say that I don't think they could then do them again in the movies as well. But then you're running into the challenge that people are automatically going to be uh, uh, comparing them to the movies as well as to the comics. Yeah, I agree. Um, I honestly, if I had my druthers and I told you this off air, I think Grant Gustin is such an amazing Flash. And I think that team has done such a good job with the show that if I were uh, WB, I would just hand them a two-hour runtime and as much money as they need to make a big-budget version of what they're already doing on the CW. If that's not going to happen, then I think you lean into the things you can do in a movie that you can't necessarily do on a CW show and give me a big, epic-scale, cosmic Flash story that leans into the fact that you can use great special effects, that you can be a little bit more epic in the scope of your storytelling. As far as the character stuff... I don't think they're going to be able to touch the stuff that Grant Gustin and team have done on the CW. So I don't. What's less necess- then? Yeah, Would I they don't have to come up with something original. I, they might have to. They might Ugh, need to bring I don't know in that I, that I trust. WB yeah, I don't know. I, but but I guess my point, Robbie, is I don't want to see. I don't want to see Flash versus Captain Cold as a movie because I've mm-hmm. already seen that done and done better on the TV show. So I don't That's know fair. what they do. Uh, but they need to figure out an approach to something that can't be done on TV. Or, again, just uh, just let the TV guys do whatever they've been holding back on for the last six years. Yeah, I, I think I think what... Oh, man, it's, it's, it's difficult, too, because I unfortunately, I think that you are going to have to lean into stuff that's already been done. But I think what you need to do is you have two things that you have to lean on. The first, you're right, is, is the fact that they have a bigger budget that they can really nail all the special effects and they can do things that if you tried to do it on the show would seem a little too cheesy, right? And I think you also lean into Ezra Miller because I think that, you know, I love Grant Gustin as well, but I also think that having Ezra Miller as the Flash right now, I think that he is also an incredible actor and could give you, could could pack just as much of an emotional punch as Grant Gustin has on the small screen and even though it's been done a million a million a million times right now i think that given where the dc uh cinematic universe is sitting right now i think it's best when they tell contained stories right when they don't try to cram everything into their it's all connected stuff because they're they're not going to do it as good as marvel does and honestly i would like to see them do a new original retelling of uh, flashpoint that is a little bit darker because I think putting Ezra Miller in a situation like that, I think he would really thrive on, and I think it would give us something on the level of uh, something like Logan. Flashpoint, something that maybe they could explore. Uh, that's something that I think needs to really be done on a big screen budget, and I do think it would play to Ezra Miller's strengths. I don't know that I want to see a darker take on The Flash just because, again, to me, the thing that we talked about, The Flash is about hope. The Flash is about being the guy in the room who believes he can do better. I think you can can put a little bit of that in there, right? I think that that where you get the most of that from 
the Flash is is when he's in an ensemble situation, right? He's he's the heart of the Justice League. And the reason why I think Flashpoint is a good setting for that is the world of Flashpoint, you know, with uh, Thomas Wayne and with uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman at war, that's a very, very dark place already, right? And I think I think he would have just as many instances in there, if done correctly, to still sort of be that beacon of hope. So here's my only question for you. You just said a second ago you like the more self-contained DC cinematic stories. Would you be worried that with Flashpoint, it really is, even though it's a Flash story, it's a DC Universe event that's going to require a Batman, a Wonder Woman, an Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can tell that as just a Flash movie, or does it suddenly just become a Justice League movie that happens to focus somewhat on the Flash? I I think you can still do it as a Flash movie and still have them in there, you know? Uh, what's really interesting about the f- about Flashpoint and time travel is is I think that in this case time travel is a very convenient excuse to basically be like you know you don't have to worry about what happened before and we can worry later about what happened afterwards you know this is something that that once it's said and done only Barry has the knowledge of it so as an audience there might be some people who are like well but what happened here and what about these answers and blah 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 but Barry as the character and we as the audience aren't always going to have those answers. It doesn't matter who's Ray's parents are. It doesn't matter where Snoke is or, or where he came from. You know, those t- type of things. There'll be people who probably are upset they don't get all the answers, but I also think to me, that's an interesting part of storytelling is that you don't always get to know all of the answers. You've won me over. Hire Robbie to uh, write and direct <laughs> a Flashpoint movie and then I can see it for free on the first week. There you go. No problem. All right, guys, that's going to be all for us today on The Other Identity. Remember to connect with us on social media at Checkpoint XP, Robbie underscore Landis CP, and Ben J. Morris, and check out all the other content that we have coming out at CheckpointXP.com. Ben, I think it's your week to take us out. You know what? I like the one you did last week, so why don't we just say next time, tune in, same other identity time, same other identity channel. 